ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it with What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro Dobell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. If you want to participate, you can. Just give us a call. The only thing we ask is you uh, call during the breaks and you be patient during the long segments and breaks and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to follow me or reach out to me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, and I'll read those over air in real time or I'll respond to those later, you can always go to the business Facebook page of SportsGrind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page and leave comments. And like I said, if I don't read those over the air in real time, I'll respond to them later. And also keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, all right, you can always go to SportsGrindOnline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week, 365. And also, if you're in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial-wise or you're traveling or we're getting preempted by play-by-play, okay, you can always go to the same website, sportsgroundonline.com, where you can click the play button and you can listen to us live there. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. Here we go. All right, so we've got a lot to get to today. This is the hump day edition, even though we're in a short week. Everybody's on a short week. Uh, but we got a, quite a few things going on as we're less than almost a little bit over 24 hours away uh, from kicking off this 2023 NFL season. Uh, what we have on the docket today, we've got a few things checking on. First of all, I didn't get a chance to mention it yesterday because we kind of got into overload with trying to touch on all these college games that took place Saturday. Uh, but for the uh, basketball front, our American team had bounced back after losing to Lithuania, which I didn't even know that till like the day after. I was like, they lost. Um, but anyway, they bounced back and they def- they they crushed Italy the other day, one hundred to sixty three, to advance to the semifinals. Do you know who they're playing, Jonas, in the semis? Yeah, we learned this morning, uh, Germany. Germany, so they're Dirk gonna, guys. Well, uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, is leading that team right now. Hey, but let me tell you something. I got respect for Schroeder because, first of all, I saw him get into a coach. He's about to fight the coach. Um, Dirk is German, Germany. I mean, their national team, he laid the seed. So, yes, I'm right by saying Dirk's German. But go ahead. It's Dirk's Dirk's people, but but it's Schroeder's team right now, and he's definitely leading them a long way. And then on the other side, you got Canada. Uh, you know, we could have a USA versus Canada FIBA World Cup final hmm. coming up. SGA had a great, uh, great performance. Uh, they, defe- they, they defeated and knocked out uh, Luca and Slovenia. Hmm. Okay, so Nash's guys, Steve Nash's guys, are all, almost going to be there as well, right? Potentially, yeah. Canada, okay. yeah. Hey, man, I, you know me, I'm old school. I'm going to give credit to the guys laid down the foundations. If, if, can, if Canada has that, if their talent has assembled, and I can't even tell you how many Canadians there are, natural-born Canadians in the NBA, but I'm pretty sure there's quite a few. But that just lets you know how far we've come from the fact that Steve Nash with the weird haircut that was drafted by Dallas, how much Canadian basketball has come. But, you know, the late great, uh, great David Stern, which I didn't, wasn't a big fan of, didn't care for it too much. This is the vision that he had. Uh, but anyway, we're down to, so the final four, we're pretty much down to, correct? 
Uh, yes, that's where we're sitting right now. Okay, so... Uh, the semifinals there, and we just did the semifinals the other day for the U.S. Open. Yeah, we talked about that on the tennis front. You got down to the... Uh, we're down to the final four on that. Um, I told you the we Americans... We are down to the finals. The finals. The, where's Coco? I don't spoil alert. Did she play Did she play last night or th- today already? Coco. Uh, I think Coco played yesterday. Uh, she hasn't played yet, so she's into the semifinals. Yeah, that's what I figured. So on the women's, we're down to the semis. And men, are we're we down to? We are down to the finals. Okay. I thought the semifinals were there. Okay, so who's in the finals? Uh, Djokovic is, of course, there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, Tiafo got upset yesterday. Okay, and, who, and he was beat by... Uh, I'm that's who I think. If, I, if I think, if I know who that is, I, if I think I know who he lost to, I don't know if that's an upset. Uh, uh, Shelton. Shelton, and it was who an the, upset. He was, who he was beat who, who beat my man from Spain, the number one player in the world. Who beat him? Djokovic, Djokovic. is still in. Okay, he's in the final, and he, he beat he beat one. the American. Uh, and then you had uh, the battle of two more Americans uh, in Tiafo and Shelton. And Tiafa was 47 in the world. And, uh, Tiafa was 10 in the world, and Shelton was 47 in the world. So Shelton okay, Because I was thinking that he's made my guy from Spain that was that just won the French Open. That's why I'm still trying to figure out who he lost to. If you tell me he's not in the finals or who beat him. Cause that, what do you mean, who's not in the Open? The, the, my man, I, his name slips my mind, but the guy that just won the French Open. The guy that's like the number one player in the world, the number two, the one that beat Djokovic in the Wimbledon as well. That guy. That's why I kind of, I mean, I missed that. I thought we were still going into this. But, you know, again, college football, football. But I really paid attention to golf. But luckily to say she's, you know, like I said, she's in the semifinals. But, yeah, once we, we can move on. But once you find out who uh, upset him, I'd be interested to know that because that one slipped my mind. Uh, it slipped my radar as well, too. But well, you Djokovic got the- won the French Open. And now he's still there. He's the final in the U.S. Open. Okay, but I'm talking about, okay, fine. He won the French, but the guy that beat him at Wimbledon. So, so Wimbledon, okay, I'll pull that. Well, for I you. said, well, I thought he, won. I thought my man won the French, but I guess he you're didn't. the tennis guy here. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm like, you're you're speeding, and I'm thinking like I'm I've still got a couple rounds in the U.S. Open, and you're telling me we're the finals men, and I know everybody in the country's uh you know over bombarded by college football and Dion talking the NFL, but I figured if my man got beat in the U.S. Open, I would have heard that by now. I mean, I was kind of waiting until they collided, but that's when I'm. Al Caraz is your boy. Yeah, who beat him? I uh, didn't make the semifinals, so. Okay. All right. Well, I missed that one. But keep it, mo- keep it moving. Baseball, we've got day action as well to baseball. I didn't get to this yesterday as well, but Otani's agent has kind of let it be known that, look, a procedure is pretty much going to happen. But the reality of it is he said that my client definitely will be a two-way guy pitching and DHing. Which there was speculations due to the fact that, hey, if this is really on the radar or coming around the corner of Tommy John again, since Otani's already had one, you know, would his pitching, would, whether it's the Angels or whatever team he decides to sign with, would they automatically go ahead and say, hey, look, you know, we need to have more of your DH and your bat and not the glove. But the agent has let it be known the other day, like, look, that's not even a question. So when he recovers from whatever he is going to recover from, He's going to pretty much go ahead and pitch and swing a bat. Uh, what do you got? Are you ready to run it back to tennis real quick? If you want to kind of get, because I know you're not going to let it go till you find out who it is. So well, I wanted to, yeah, and, and um, I did have it wrong. 100% <sighs> clarification here. 
Golly, yeah, man. Again, you're, you, tennis, but you're I mean, sometimes guy, right? you make me for you make me question what I know. Like that. That's the, I, I would say I've been doing this for 18, 20 years. And sometimes when I say things and it crush me, I'm wrong when I say things like, no, Calvin, that's not the name of the players that. But when I'm telling you that I'm thinking like that would have came across my radar, you make me sometimes convince me that really in regards to you, you're totally wrong. So go ahead. And where are we at on this? OK, so where we're sitting on this yesterday was the quarterfinals. All right. Uh, so we had Tiafo, of course, uh, lost to Shelton. Djokovic defeated Fritz. We've got one more round of quarterfinal action today. Medvedev is still is playing right now against uh, Rublev, and then your boy Alcaraz uh, tonight at seven fifteen. Yeah, if Alcaraz, so that record straight there, yeah, if Alcaraz had lost, that was going. I mean, he's. I mean, he's going on to accomplish some things that we haven't even seen. You know, we've seen before, but at the pace he's doing it, and I want you to double check the fat check to make sure he lost the French too, because I swore he's coming in off the French and Wimbledon, Wimbledon, because he beat. Uh, and, and I remember that because I remember I was like, I don't know, because my man, you know, Nadal took this year off pretty much with in, in, injuries and he was off the French. But I, I thought he won the French and then the Wimbledon going into things. Uh, but I'll let you go ahead. But anyway, baseball. Um, look, the Otani situation. You know, there's as soon as the soon as that injury happened, or as soon as he missed that day and came. First of all, if I'm the Angels, and it lets you know Otani and his team is really running the show, because I can't imagine. I mean, they're not going to make the postseason. Um, you know, they've already said that him swinging a bat is not going to hinder him and his condition either further. But I can't even take chances on that. I, you know, I would really shut him down. And we're really going to have a chance to make the postseason. Okay, I get it. But with that said. People thought the value of Otani was going to go down. And I'm telling you right now, whether Tommy John, I might, but even if he has Tommy John, the number is starting at five. It ain't coming in any less than about 550 to 600. I, I, I don't care. Buster only, the GMs can be anonymous and say, hey, man, no, man, if he does this, then we got to grade him on a DH. No, man, you're getting too much with this guy. You know, globally, uh, like I said, he's probably the best. I think it's him and Mookie Betts are the two best players in baseball. Okay, right now, and I think what Otani does, I would go ahead and say he's the best in baseball right now. Uh, so that is still going to be an intriguing thing for me to see how it develops. But I did want to—I meant to bring that out yesterday—that his agent had kind of just threw down the gauntlet. So you've got that going on. Also. Um, what else? Uh, college. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of college. We're going to start with NFL today since we were kind of heavy on college. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Brady who texted uh, Shadur Sanders, uh, Dion's son at quarterback. I didn't even know that Tom worked out with this young man early on. You know, and, and to me, th this is the thing that I think people underestimate and really, you know, in regards to the criticism that he got from saying, well, he put up good numbers, but that was HBCU. Like, w I don't care if, if you're if your dad, OK, played in the NFL, played professional baseball, but played professional NFL in the 90s. And you are a young man that's in college, in your second year of college. There's a good chance if you want to, if you had the patience to, you're going to have what it takes to get to the next level. Because he has resources that Dion didn't even have coming up through Florida State, then to the NFL. 
I mean, not every young man is going to be able to sit there and get quarterback lessons while I'm in middle school, going to high school from Tom Brady. Now, I don't know what the extent of that was, but Tom Brady sent a text to him afterwards and pretty much said, hey, don't get satisfied with that win. So arguably, the next thing you know, you've got young quarterback Sanders with one of the goats in his back pocket. Also, Dion said, hey, this is personal this week with Nebraska. You know, he's been talking about this rivalry for the last few weeks. First of all, I'm going to tell you this. You know, I'm not a guy, especially in college, to really play to lines or pay attention to lines early on before the season started college. But I will tell you, I've been paying attention to this for about 16, 17 years now, 15 years in the sports betting world. And I have never seen, and I've talked to handicappers over the years, I've never seen a line other than without injury, I've never seen a line switch almost a total of 10 points less than the time it came out in regards to this Nebraska and Colorado. Nebraska was an eight and a half point favorite a couple weeks ago when the line first came out there, a 10 point favorite. CU's coming into this game as a minus three point favorite at home against Nebraska. So we'll talk more about that as well, too. Uh, also, crazy story that I came across, which I just feel like, OK, you know, Duke quarterback. Uh, Raleigh Leonard, who delivered one of the biggest wins in college football history for the University of Duke, okay, had a paper that was due, and his professor would not give him an extension to get the paper in. Now, I get the message of this. And, and again, I think the professor went on like Facebook Live or something to make a message of it. And it was one of those that I think that he had to get prepared for this before the game or something like that. Um, but he asked for its ex extension so he knew this game. But the professor said, no, you got to get ready to turn it in with everybody else. Really? even after the fact. I mean, we've got kids rushing the field for a regular season game against Clemson. And we can't have the professor give my man just an extension for a day or two just to prove that, oh, I'm not going to let these athletes, you know, they're not going to get away with this or stop it. Like, we already know what goes on. I mean, and this is University of Duke. I mean, you can't get in the back door academically at Duke. Okay, you really can't. I mean, you know, when you look at if you just go back to Coach K's era and you go back to his team, you know, there's some universities that will go ahead and recruit a kid just because they know they're going to carry like a 4.0 GPA. So it helps the whole team average in graduation. Coach K never really had to play that game. So to me, there's this is not you can't get in the back door through Duke academically. So there's really no message to be seen. That, that, that's just sour grapes, man. Let the man have a day extension, man. I mean, come on. Do you know how much money this guy if, – if they go on to compete for the ACC championship in college football, do you understand how much money that's going to generate for the university? That's just the reality. And I know y'all don't want to hear about it, y'all with student debt and student loan. Hey, man, I'm sorry. Do you know how much money – like tennis, golf, swim team, gymnastics, they're all living on the prayer with college football. They're all eating off of it. I get the message. I'm not that problem with it, but I'm thinking like, wow, at Duke, everybody that goes to Duke is going to be about their books. I mean, you know, that unless you might have an outlier here and there, but y'all can't see Jones on paper, but he's applauding for the, for the professor, you know, like, okay. Damn right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, 
So we'll circle back with college, but I want to start in the National Football League because, like I said, we're a little bit over than 24 hours away from the season starting. Definitely want to get to uh, – we've got Sean Payton – doing another interview this and when i saw this was with wickersham i'm like damn because wickersham he's the guy that gets the national like stories now i can tell you because i'm familiar with this in my backyard i know there's some denver media down there that basically is getting a certain way because they're not getting access to these stories you know sean is you know sean is basically delivering these one-liners to guys that he's either dealt with over the years in the media you know there's some media down there in colorado that is kind of like ah, oh, well wait a minute well that goes on in my backyard because there's a lot of stuff that goes on with the silver and black and the spurs and none of it was ever broken by local guys here that's just kind of way it is but sean i told you i'm gonna try to be fair in this whole situation uh with him and this team going into 2023 call it fair regardless if i have root interest or not i do want to talk about that but when we get back travis kelsey and the kansas city chiefs especially travis kelsey he dodges a bullet uh, yesterday we'll talk about that chris jones has spoken once again we'll definitely talk about that as well you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by dosecchi's we are broadcasting here from the maestro de bell tequila studios calvin casey jonas clark producing spinning the one and twos we'll be back Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix, made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. 21, can you do something for me? 21. Can you hit a little rich flex for me? Then 21, can you do something for me? All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Uh, keep in mind with Specs, if you're looking at to check out what the latest new products are coming in, uh, don't forget. Or you already know what you want, but you just want it ordered and delivered directly to your doorstep. Uh, don't forget about Specs on 
Online.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so before we go into uh, college, back to college, let's start a little bit again with the NFL because, again, we are less than a little bit over 24 hours away uh, from getting the season kicked off tomorrow evening uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions on ring night. Um, and yesterday it kind of broke uh, right before we went on air. Um, and I guess we got the update or from multiple sources. But uh, due to multiple reports out there, Travis Kelsey uh, pretty much suffered a bone bruise uh, on the original hyperextension diagnosis. It came out to be a bone bruise. And the update for now is that his status for tomorrow is in doubt, which I translate that to doubtful. Uh, because I told you yesterday – Kansas City, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are playing for January and February. They're not playing uh, for week one in the National Football League. Yes, you, they're undefeated in opening home games in the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era. Uh, they have one of the, uh, I would say, maybe third most talked about teams coming into the offseason with expectations. Uh, speaking of the Detroit Lions, um, supposed to be improved defensively. So I'm not saying this is a game that can't tell, oh, we got the Lions coming in. We don't need uh, Kelsey. No, I just feel that if it's a bone bruise, you give that time to heal. I mean, you have uh, this is not a division game. I mean, if you're Kansas City, if you're in Kansas City shoes, you have to look at it like, look, the Raiders and Denver are starting off. Somebody's taking a bite out of somebody week one. That's one division game. We don't have to play a division game. We're playing the Detroit Lions. And the L.A. Chargers are not playing a division game. They're playing Miami, which that game has a nice little understone story to it. That's not getting enough run, in my opinion. We'll get to that here shortly. But that's where you look at it. So I don't expect Kelsey to play. Now, I will tell you the effects of it, which I know uh, – I was communicating Casey Robb and sent me a message, which I felt, you know, I sent, I, I really don't um, ever DM any of my listeners. I mean, Casey Robb's been a big uh, fan of the show. He's, you know, kind of communicate, but I just had to take upon myself uh, to, you know, let him know that Travis Kelsey dodged a bullet. And also, he had already came across, but I was like, let me let him know on this update, Chris Jones, because Casey Robb over the years, every time, oh, Tim Patrick went down. Oh, did you see this? Yeah, man. Oh, hey, what's you got? You see that? Yeah, I know. So it's nice to be on the other end of delivering some not so grateful news. But the one thing that I will agree with what he said, and I will tell you this. You know, we talk about these receivers and I told you a couple years ago that the 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 formula for Patrick Mahomes and the size of his contract. And as long as because without Andy Reid, I don't believe this works. As long as Andy Reid is there, the ideal is going to be we're going to try to keep the line as good as we can and fresh as we can through our draft picks because most likely we're going to be drafting anywhere from 27 to 32 anyway because we're going to be competitive. We're going to be competing for championships. And basically, we're not paying big money for wide receivers. We're just going to basically interchange because if Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry, the Michael Jordan of NFL, he's got to make average receivers look good. And, and that's Andy Reid's job, and that's what some of the great ones do. So the point is, is that what this is going to do with Travis Kelsey not being there, these other young receivers that are coming up, that's going to take the place of, you know, Juju and all this kind of stuff. They're going to be more heavily involved out the gate. However long Travis Kelsey's going to be out, I anticipate he's going to probably miss a minimum of two games. 
Um, I don't even. Who do they have week two? Who's the Kansas City? Let me look at their schedule, because I because he will be back. If I'm Kansas City, depending on what their first couple games look like, I'm probably going to hold out Travis Kelsey until the first division game. If we're talking about a bone bruise, and now it just because with a bone bruise, I don't know if I've ever had one in my life, but I can imagine that you know it feels like almost just like it's sore as hell, but it's bruised and it's hard to move around on. So really, a guy like Travis, especially which is not, you know, I won't say he's over the hill, but but he's no spring chicken either. You want to give him time to get back a hundred percent. But what who have they got for week two? Well, really quick, Jason Kelsey speaking with with a, a radio program out of Philly. Uh, about Kelsey's about his brother's uh, Travis's injury uh, you know it's an impact of the bone which is where you kind of had that scare the hyperextension and he said there's just constant rubbing there so it's going to mm. be it's going to be un- uncomfortable mm. I think you're probably going to get him back by week two though Cal because you look at the schedule of course they open with the Chiefs being on a Thursday night they do have an extended week uh, of some of a little extra rest there before they go down to Duval and play the Jaguars uh, now, talk that I've kind of heard from different analysts around the league. It depends on how you look at the uh, how you look at the the picture of the AFC. But you could have a situation where the Jags, being in the conference or the division that they are in, in the AFC South, could have a good record coming down the stretch. And so this could be one of those potential home field advantage situations later on in the year. Because week two with the Jags, and then you've got the Bears week three. Jets week four, you don't have your first divisional game if what you're saying, save it for a divisional game, uh, then you don't, I mean, your first one, unlike a lot of other teams, isn't until October 12th Which is against week the Broncos. Which is what? What's week that, five? week six? Week, that's their first division game? First division game is week six. I don't know about this being an injury to keep him out six weeks because I, I, I didn't think they would wait that long that they played. I was assuming maybe week four, well, week three. Everybody, everybody else that's is going to be halfway through their divisional that's games. a bunch of crap. This is stupid. Young generation doing scheduling for the NFL now. Just dumb. Anyway, um, no, I, I don't think this is a six-week injury, but I will tell you that, look, no, I, I'm I'm sorry. I I'm Kansas City and I have Patrick Mahomes. I'm not worried about what Trevor Lawrence is doing with Jacksonville. I, I don't need to know. Like this is not. It, first of all, it's too early to think that. Like, you know, other than I would say when you're to New England Patriots during the Manning and Brady era, and it was obviously because Patriot the Colts played in the AFC South, which was down at that time, very down. They were run. They would have they would have home field and at least the two seed locked up by week ten. Okay, during that run. Other than that period, man, that would be the only time that you would look at two teams because you knew it was going to come down to with the Colts being an indoor stadium, the whole indoor team with Peyton Manning going to Fox Bro, that. Man, week two, I'm not worried about like, well, if we lose this game and we got to see Jacksonville, I've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I believe that, look, at worst case scenario, I think Travis Kelsey should be out at least two weeks, period. Jacksonville is not a if if look this is the like I've always said that hey I want to see them do it from the other than the first or second seed I've never said that hey they can't I mean they don't I mean Patrick and Kansas City is one of those teams is to get in just get in and not only that <laughs> I mean until the AFC West shows me some resistance and I'm not talking about a Hibbert beating an outdueling one day and beating a, a Kansas City Patrick Mahomes or Raiders, uh, you know, a couple years. I'm talking about until I show that the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers want to rise up and fight 
I, I still got my division. I know I'm going to run the division. So I'm not risking. Travis Kelsey is too important to what they do. Travis Kelsey has also allowed even, you know, we get up with Patrick Mahomes and Juju. Travis Kelsey's also the guy that allowed the fall from Tyreek Hill not to be so hard. So if we're talking if his brother is sharing information on a podcast, oh, it's rubbing, it's, it's this uncomfortable. That's one of those, like I said in the docket, he dodged a bullet. He dodged one. Um, but I have to say, I wouldn't panic if I'm Kansas City unless I'm starting the season 0-2. If I'm starting the season 0-2, like, all right, let's get, let's make sure everybody's healthy, get on. But uh, we, I mean, look, they're a good team on paper. They've got a lot of skill set. We don't know what Jacksonville going to do. I think Jacksonville going to handle it. Jacksonville could go into week one and drop to Anthony Richardson, a rookie quarterback, in Indy, on the road. That's why the NFL's king. That's why it's beautiful. But the bottom line, the moral of the story is they dodged a bullet. They, that the fact that they didn't have him out a length extended of time. And to me, and I said it yesterday, you know, as a competitive person and really somebody that wants it the best, you don't want Kansas City. If you're any team from the Chargers to the Raiders or the Broncos, you don't want Kansas City banged up. Everybody's going to be banged up. You don't want Kelsey missing. You don't want Patrick Mahomes missing. You, you want to get them at why they have the team that they had coming in 2023 with the stars there. That's just my opinion. 877-37-CRIME. With that said, you're still going to get it the way you get it, though. Because <laughs> six years in a row, six years in a row, it don't matter. They won't remember that, but I'm just telling you reality of that situation. Also, Sean Payton does another interview with Wickersham. This is the same guy that basically broke the story a few years ago, really about the tension between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Okay. Um, there's one of those situations to where Wickersham is very credible in the work he does. I, I know that his story about that was kind of, at the time, if I remember, I know Bill tried to go back and try to kind of downplay it and all this and this. But Wickersham is very credible. So he does an article. He does a set down with Sean Payton. Um, and in this particular interview, Sean talks about the Russell Wilson situation. And paraphrasing, he just said that I had to tell Russ, stop effing kissing babies. You're not trying to run to be a politician. Stop worrying about Russ Inc. Now, to be fair, because I, you know, because again, and, and I don't understand this because the Broncos look, I've I'm down in the South in the 210 region, so I've gotten a lot of Saints games over the years, especially post Katrina. I get a, you get a lot of Saints games in this region. I've paid attention to Sean Payton since he was Bill Parcells coordinator. I'm that old. I know what I'm getting with Sean Payton, okay? He's a guy that likes, he will try to motivate through the media. He will try to send messages. To be fair, as Jonas says, take off your Sean Payton glasses. To be fair, this is the same guy who said, we're going to be quiet in the offseason. We're going to be less seen and more heard by our actions. 
he's also a guy that you got to take to the fact that what this tells me, Sean loves his name in rotation. It's just it. And I mean, when you get to a certain level, when you feel that you're the top of your game or what you do in the top of, you know, the league, because in this article, he goes and talks about he can remember, uh, you know, he was at a concert. You know, I, I don't know if it was uh, it wasn't a Jim Buffalo. He was at a concert when he got the call to get the Saints job. He was on a Guns N' Roses. I, that's what it was. I think he was looking at Axl Rose Guns N' Roses concert when he got the call to get the Saints job. So sometime when they won that Super Bowl, he's talking about how he's playing that living on a prayer. Wasn't that that group? Wasn't that Bon Jovi? Or is that Bon Jovi? No, that's Jovi? Bon Jovi. Maybe it's at a Bon Jovi. I don't know, man. I wasn't into that kind of music at that time. I don't know. I do the best I can. The bottom line is what this article tells me, and you got to know this article is dropping right before. Was that Bon Jovi? Was it Bon Jovi? Okay. All right. So, well, I can do what they did to hip-hop. All, all that music sounds the same, so I, I don't know. Do what they used to do to hip-hop. Now we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. I'll give, them, I'll give that back to them. Anyway, you know this article is coming to drop a few days before the season starts, if you're Sean Payton. I'm pretty sure he had Russ, because I'm torn on this, because part of me feels like, damn it, somebody had to tell Russ this. Like, when you got a guy like Sean Payton, the coaches, Sala can't say that to Aaron Rodgers. McDermott down in Buffalo, you think he can say that to Josh Allen publicly? When you got a coach that is a future first-time ballot Hall of Famer, you have the cliche and the skins on the wall to tell Russ that because somebody's got to tell him. And I have enough to see if I want to be able to have the galls to say that. Now, why you have to sit there and go tell Wickersham that? Only Sean can answer that question. If I'm Russell Wilson... Do I take that and say, you know what? Because what that is is the same thing we've said down in this region. Pop got on Tim Duncan because if you yell at Tim Duncan, then everybody else from Tony, Manu, and everybody else had to take it. Sean knows what was said about this organization and what went down with Hackett. Russ had his own office. He had his special coaches. He had his masseuses. He had the kids around. He had his own reserve parking spot. Sean knew all of that before he took it. So what is Sean doing before we get to week one? I'm going to kick Russ in the package publicly. So therefore, since he worries so much about his image, he's going to let people know and also let know there's one voice in this organization. And the bottom line is I am the face of the organization. Now, that could rub some people wrong, but that's basically what he's doing. Now, if you're Russell Wilson, do you feel a certain way? Like you already heard that. He told you that because I believe Sean told him. That. And, and, you know, I heard Wickersham on this. Like Wickersham said, he didn't say this in a like, hey, Russ, you know what? Stop effing kids. It was more of a joking kind of whatever, but it was a message to that. Now, if you're Russell Wilson, say, okay, I tell you, but if you're Russell, you're thinking like, Sean, why'd you have to put that out there? I thought we were supposed to be less quiet. But there's a reason why he put out there. But, you know, the other thing he had in this article, which, again, I, I know this just because I paid attention to the man's career for all these years. I don't understand why he had went on that. But he brought up and I've told y'all he's brought up the league front office in this article. This man did a study for four years on how many of the penalties the Saints got compared to the rest of the NFL. He ranked last. Now, he said there's a concern into that, but he's talked about the disconnect between him and that front office. Remember, his team is a victim of one of the worst calls I've seen in professional football. I don't think I've seen it at high school. I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen a call that bad on Madden that kept the Saints out of the Super Bowl. 
there is a, there is a vendetta between the league office and Sean, and I've said this before. What Bronco fans and Orange Nations have to realize, you're inherent in that beef. If you initiate and join into a game, and you want to claim blood, Crips, Pyru, whatever you want to claim, you taking the guy's beef, you coming into beef, and you got beef we don't know, but you part of the game. Denver has inherited Sean's beef with the league office. I don't want to deal with that. That's something I've accepted because there's finally an adult on the sideline and no disrespect to Vic Vangio. I'm going to put him aside when I say that. But there's finally an adult on the sideline in Denver, Colorado. But with that said, the one thing I will take, because I knew it, but the one thing I have to solidify after this offseason, Sean has had a year out of football. Sean has looked at the landscape of the football why he's gone, looked at it from a different view. And Sean likes to be in rotation. Sean likes for people like me to talk about him. For people to say, hey, man, look at this play caller. He, uh, you know, because he put out the story, hey, man, this is how I got to deal with Team Jordan. He told this team that they were going to be quiet, less because Russ was on Twitter a lot by the, leading up to week one. From the bad subway commercial to let's ride and this and this. Sean, he can't say, hey, and they've done a good job. Russ ain't been on Twitter. I mean, the other him falling off a golf cart. I mean, that was the only thing that happened in the summer that basically went viral. But other than that, he take a couple pitches with a snake. He did. I mean, he did a couple. But other than compared to last year. But Sean has done like three interviews before one game as coach. And this Wickersham interview knew it was going to drop. Right before a few days, he's made it be known what he feels about Raider Week, knowing that this is a rob. This is something like, hey, but he's locked in. Say so he didn't get to watch Colorado. He don't know how Dion did. Now I'll tell you one thing though, in Colorado, let me tell you something, man. Mike Malone with the Nuggets. You got Coach Prime in Colorado, which I think Coach got a lot of work to do. I don't think this team is a team that's what it's going to be a few years ago. Let me just put this on the record so the haters can, oh, we lost three straight. Are you believe now? No, nah, man, it's going to take some time. Sean's on a little bit of pressure in Denver just in general. Like, y'all better get it going because the sports landscape. Now, Denver's always going to, the Broncos are the cream of the crop in that, in that town. It always will be. But they better get it going because other teams around them are winning. And don't forget about the Avalanche as well, too. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spin the One and Twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. 
Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 